The Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Rays. SGPN is teaming up with Shady Rays for Shady May. Get 50% off your Shady Rays using the promo code SGPN. Then go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash shady for your chance to win $500. We're also brought to you by Edgeboost. Edgeboost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today. Welcome everybody to the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, trying very badly to hide the delight in my voice. Just let it out. I've known Barry for 30 years. I have never seen him smile this wide in my life. Um, Today is Thursday the 18th of May and we are here to talk about Newcastle for about five hours if you want. Uh, Possibly handicap the games for Saturday and Sunday the 20th and the 21st as well. Um, Introduce him. Baz, he's got his black and white scarf on. Yes, come on. Two or three minutes self-indulgence. Mr Barry Penaluna, how are you doing? Evening, you all right? Um, I'm doing very well. I've had a very, very stressful day from the day... The moment the day kicked off, this game was on my mind. And if we lost tonight, the pressure was right on. We were we were fucking we were going to be struggling. Like, and Liverpool would have just had that that boost. Yeah. Um, win tonight. It's now all in our own hands. Win on Monday, and we're through into the Champions League. If we don't, and we've got another crack at it next week against Chelsea. And I'm there on Monday. I don't know if I'd mentioned to you, me and Chloe. Are, oh, nice. Uh, Oi. Me and Chloe have got tickets. So it's a well, what, 350-mile round trip there and back because Chloe's at school Monday and Tuesday. So we'll be driving up at the game. Hopefully see Newcastle clinch Champions League. Uh, oh, fantastic. And then uh, head back. So, yeah, delighted. It should be a great... I mean, I bought the tickets hoping we'd have this situation where... It could be a great final home game for Newcastle, uh, and it's turned out exactly as planned. So, oh, what a stressful day to get there, though. Well, you're right. I gave my ticket away to a friend of mine tonight. You see, I was feeling under the weather early in the week, and he actually he does. He lives in Thailand, but visits visits occasionally, and helped me out with a job last Sunday because I was ill. He went and ran a casino for me. Um, and I'd struggled to get Newcastle tickets on his visit from Thailand. Uh, so I gave Craig, and it's his birthday as well. I only realised that when I said May the 18th, because uh, he always used to just play 18 on roulette, if you remember. Uh, when we were in the casino, he'd always just batter number 18. Um, so Craig sent me a little message just before we got in there that he's absolutely over the moon. But um, yeah, uh, Captain Sado has joined the chat saying he didn't want a somber podcast. Absolutely no chance. If anything, Captain, you're going to be absolutely sick of us by about... You'll be turning over to the MLB show in 10 minutes. Because uh, I think <laughs> I think Scotty Too Hotty and Dylan are uh, recording the MLB show. So you'll be sick of our stupid smiley faces. Um, well, but yeah, that's no, right. Was, uh, talk about giving your tickets away. Uh, Jamie, my brother, he got um, a message two days ago saying... Uh, would you like a ticket in the Bobby Robson suite for the Brighton game? And the Bobby Robson suite's full, all-inclusive, the whole lot. So he sent me a message before the game. He's on the champagne, free red wine. Who's uh, from? Three-course three meal, free drinks, cheese board at half-time. He's got that Get full, full whack. Like, he's done it a few times. One of his friends he plays ice hockey with uh, manages to blag, um, blag the odd hospitality suite. So he's had a right good night. Like He sent a picture earlier with one of the owners, Jamie Rubin. Oh, yeah. Shoulders with him. So, yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, good night all around. I'm sweating here, Malcolm. It's been. It does be. It's been. Around my neck anymore. I'm going to take it off. Yeah, you can take your scarf off, Buzz. Uh, take your trousers off. We don't care tonight. Do what you want. Back to my glass of wine. I've needed the wine tonight. I couldn't get have without a glass. Of I've wine. been sensible. I've got my cup of tea still. Um, yeah, it was hanging round my neck like an albatross. The game today, um, just like a cloud. I was like that kid out with Charlie Brown with the uh, with the dark cloud hanging over my head. I was like, look, about half past three. I looked at the clock. I was like, what time's the team news coming out? Oh, not for another three hours. I was absolutely just away with it because it was a big game and we we talk about it. Well, we're going to handicap Brighton. We're not handicapping Newcastle tonight because they play on Monday. Well, I haven't. I don't know if you have, Buzz. Um But um, yeah, it was it was a bit of an odd game. Um, who else has joined us this evening? Courtney's here, unless it's Patrick, but I think it might be Patrick and Courtney. Uh, good evening to the uh, Backus family. Uh, Brian McDonald's, uh, bonjour to you. Um, yeah, Captain Insane was noticed your shiny heed, Buzz. Um, <laughs> But yeah, but I mean, I saw the team news and suddenly got a little bit more hopeful because Brighton had the three best players on the bench and probably the other top player playing out of position at right back. Um, so that was all great. Um, and then they just proceeded. It was a really weird performance from Brighton. There's two parts of this. You guys were excellent. We had a plan. We stuck to it. We executed. Um, the game only got close because of it really weird sliding doors moment where Miggy should put us 3-0 up um, and then 30 seconds later it's 2-1 and but before that and after that we absolutely battered him they insisted on playing the ball around their own five like six yard box without being able to get out and they couldn't get out all game um, but they insisted on sticking to it which I thought was a little bit peculiar and I, I think I that's where same. Same, same as you, I said the amount of time they got, they really, they nearly made a mess of it a few times. Um, it's particularly the goalkeeper nearly fluffed it a couple of times. I thought, when are they going to change their plan here? Because Newcastle yeah. were causing them loads and loads of problems. I mean, the big surprise for me, you got to half time, Newcastle 2 0 up, and I looked at the stats, um, and they'd outpassed us and they'd had more possession than us. But that was purely because it was all just passes along the back, wasn't it? They had about five or six passes before we won it back off them. They never got out of their own half in that first half. Well, they put the passing stats up about 20 minutes and the goalkeeper made the most passes. And the commentators were trying to tell you that it was because they were brilliant. Oh, look at this. What a brilliant stat. What a brilliant stat. It's not a brilliant stat. Like 17 of them have been goal kicks. And the other nine, he's been shiting himself because Joe Linton was about to kick him into Rosette. So I didn't really get any of that. Um, but yeah, over the moon, uh, delight for Newcastle. Let's not go and cock it up on Monday night. I mean, we should be at this point well, one, minus 400, one to four favourites to get ourselves over the line. So, um, yeah, we'll just have to see. Um, I've got no idea, Baz, what the rest of tonight's results were because for our little recap, you did a solo uh, and very well you did too on Monday. You cover the European games and this Newcastle match. So, um, obviously, we, we've got the Champions League to discuss, but do you want to talk us through your uh, your results and the U- European results? Because I've seen I nothing tonight at all. Do. I oh, do you? Oh, look at this smile. I don't think you could smile any wider. It's gone, it's gone again. No way you're getting away with not talking about these games. Um, what do we have? We started off, I've had a brilliant week. Um, Solo Baz, as, as he's now called in the Discord. Yeah, Solo Baz. And everything, Solo Baz. Went down very well. In fact, he didn't go down very well. I've looked at the numbers. The download numbers have plummeted. And I thought, how did people know 
you know, you don't know it's going to be shit until you've listened to it. But we had the lowest download numbers for, for a while on uh, Monday. What, for Solo it's, Buzz? Yes, yes. Oh, I don't yes. know if they'd read the caption saying Solo Buzz and didn't uh, Maybe. But if you're one of those people that only comes in when Miles here, you've missed out on loads of winners because I put loads of them out. Uh, Parrick will tell you because Parrick loves sharing our winners on Twitter. Yeah, that's the sort of that's the sort of follower we like. Uh, we start off on Tuesday night with Inter Milan against AC Milan. Um, I mean, it's going to be a brief brief recap, but but basically that was a winner. Uh, I took Inter Milan on the money line. Inter Milan went one 0 up on seventy four minutes. Bosh, even money winner. We moved on to Wednesday with Man City and Real Madrid. What a game! Did you watch it? Yes, it was excellent. They were outstanding. It was an absolute... Megan Bob sat next door and just purred all the way through it. Like, it's one of them where you just, you know, as a neutral or not a neutral even, you just watch it and think, this is ridiculous. These are playing against one of the best sides in Europe and just brushed them aside like they were a non-league team. Um, absolutely a brilliant performance from Man City. Um, I took the... Asian goal line was my main pick. Uh, Asian goal line being three. Uh, so three was a push, four was a winner. So we won that later on. But um, knowing full well, a lot of people can't get those Asian lines with a book. I said I didn't mind the over three and a half as well. And that cashed very late on. Um, so yeah, at that point, we're three for three. Moved on to the Newcastle game. I mean, we've talked about it. But can I talk about my picks on the Newcastle game, Malcolm? Absolutely, yeah. That's why we're here. Um, we started off with uh, both teams to score and over 2.5 goals. Uh, around about five to six, just short of uh, even money. Cashed. I then put up Newcastle to score twice, Newcastle to score six corners at 12 to five plus 240. System Cashed play every week. Every week. Paid by half time, plus 240. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, and I put out as a as a play on its own the corners, the six corners every week. Your six corners. Uh, it was in by half time. We actually didn't get a single corner in the second half. Wow. Uh, which was disappointing for anyone that did try and ladder them. Um, but the three picks, the six corners, the two goals, both teams to score over two and a half. Hit absolutely everything with ease tonight. So that was that was really good. In the other games, they're still ongoing at the moment. Uh, we've got the Europa League. I took Europa League's been good. Um, where are we? Thursday Europa League. I took under two point five in both the Europa League games. Uh, Leverkusen Roma's finished nil nil, or it's nil nil. It's an injury time at the moment. And Sevilla v Juventus was one one in extra time. So cash those as well. So at this point, Malcolm, I think I'm about eight for eight, basically. 100% record yeah. until we got to the... Uh, oh, First up was Ball v Fiorentina, and I've got Ball to qualify. They're currently in extra time, so that's okay. still alive. So we're live. Yeah, 2-1. Uh, I said on the show, I, I thought Ball double chance was... was I was tempted, but I fancied taking the, the little bit further and going for them to qualify because that would give the opportunity of an extra time win or a penalty win. Um, so that's played out well so far in terms of, you know, we're still alive. Uh, the only other one that hasn't come in is a West Ham game. They won 1-0 tonight and I tipped the over two and a half. So as it stands, if Ball can somehow get through Fiorentina, we've had one losing pick from all of them games. And bear in mind, we put three out on the... Uh, 
Newcastle game and two out for the Man City game. Uh, it was an absolutely cracking week. Um, so, yeah, if you didn't listen to Solo Baz, that's your loss. I can't do anything more <laughs> for your, you. It's your loss. Tons of winners in there for you. Um, and hopefully a lot of people, and I know a lot of people have got on them in the Discord and on Twitter, uh, had a lot of feedback. So, uh, Monday was it? Monday was stressful. Like it's hard work talking by yourself. I'm sure you've done the odd one or two on your own. I've done. I've done one solo. Uh, just I did one MLB, which was obviously an arc to triumph. I think, Baz, I think but you, you know. might have done one in the World Cup as well. You know. Oh, did um, I? Clearly a memorable, memorable episode. It, uh, it is. It is hard talking for 45 minutes. There was a lot of ums and airs and ors. And a lot of nose scratching, as we know. But um, I think it helps, yeah. Baz, if you're if you're really good looking. So that gives me well, obviously a bit of an advantage. Like probably why I nailed it, I. <laughs> yeah, that must be. <laughs> what are you joking? I'm just a little uh, winners out, Malcolm. That's all. Well, yeah, care. exactly. Yeah, they don't care what yeah. you look like. If you can put, put put a few winners out, they don't care. Yeah, I know. I'll get rumbled soon enough. I just had a little notification on my phone yeah, that uh, Sheffield Wednesday have come back from four 0 down against Peterborough and are four four. That's gone into extra time. Um, I literally, I just looked two minutes ago and it was 3-0 and I got a message saying, do you reckon they can pull this off? That's unbelievable turnaround, that, in the League One playoffs. Yeah, 4-0 yeah. down, they were dead and buried. Um, Captain Insano's right. He says he thinks the podcast needs to change to Baz and Mal. I should have probably... Captain Insano is never right. Can we just point uh, this out? I should have All he does is hang around right. in the shadows in the comment section of these podcasts and just troll people. And he's never right. So, um, right, I'm going to tell you about Edge Boost. This is fun, Baz. A uh, bit of a head scratcher. SGPN is excited to announce an exclusive early access partnership with Edge Boost, the world's first bet now, pay later Visa card. Similar to buy now, pay later programs like Affirm and Afterpay, Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest and pay back the advance over four equal weekly installments with zero interest. Simply deposit your funds into your account. Edge Boost will match the deposit so you can use double the funds. And any legal sports betting site, Edge currently offers up to $2,500 in advances as you build a repayment history. Uh, with this special offer, the first 500 SGPN users will start at a $1,000 advance limit and the next 2,500 users start at a $500 limit. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to sign up today. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge. Must be 21 or older. Only valid in legal gambling states. Problem gambling? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Um, I've got a new Twitter algorithm video thing, Baz. Do you want to hazard a guess what it might be? What's new? What's new, Malcolm? What's new on my Twitter line this week is animals that are mates with each other that shouldn't really be mates with each other. So it'll be like a video of a fucking monkey giving a strawberry a tortoise or something like a tortoise to a strawberry or like a fox and a badger playing with a pine cone or something like that. Right. That sort of stuff. Interested any in that? Any particular reason why that's coming up? Oh, no one that? knows the reasons. It's got, I started muting all the fighting because uh, I'm blocking that. Because I normally just let it run its course, but I didn't want, I didn't like the fighting. So I was seeing loads of fighting. Um, so I'm, I'm, Said, I'm not interested in that. You click the little button, see, you're not interested. It might be totally share a Twitter feed, obviously, for the Premier League one. And I probably watch all the fighting stuff. And then that maybe sends it to you. I don't know. Oh, uh, right. I yeah. Watching, oh, no, but this is like. Um, I have not been watching animals that don't. It's not official fighting. It's like people scrapping in 
Tesco's and that. Uh, oh, I'll watch that. Uh, I'll watch that. <laughs> you see, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm not a huge fan of that. Um, Serial stand up uh, in the chat. He's lolling at something. We don't know what he's lolling at, but he's always lolling. Good evening, Serial. How are you doing? Um, we haven't mentioned the championship playoffs as well before we crack on, just to see uh, commiserations to Sunderland. <laughs> 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 I nearly got it out fast. I was trying to be genuine then. Commiserations to Sunderland. Uh, another year in the championship for you. Crack on. Um, <laughs> that was a little bit childish, and I can only apologise. Um, so, Are we going to talk about the Newcastle game, Malcolm? Still, again. <laughs> well, is that it? We're finished. I think so. <laughs> Baz, we've done. Baz, we've done seventeen minutes, man. You crack, but we haven't even approached picking a game. We've summed up all of last week. And that, but me uh, and you can talk my about only, that. My only observation is, um, I'm going to do my best, Jurgen Klopp, where I shouldn't, be, where I should be really, really happy with the outcome. Where the fuck did eight minutes of injury time come from at the end of that game? Oh, there was a lot of rolling about went on. No way. If that was still yeah. two one and eight minutes had gone up, I'd have been livid. As it happened, it went up just as the fourth goal crossed the line. So I didn't. No, Joe yeah. Willick was down eight, for a while. Eight eight Bruno was, was down. Joe Linton was down the entire game. And then they also they had some injuries. Caicedo was down. There was all sorts going on. Yeah, we've got a couple. I think I think we should co- cover a couple of other things before we. Uh, oh, okay. We, we move on. So first of all, clippity clop. Finally got his ban for being a tit. Did he hear that? <laughs> one, yeah. Well, two games, but one two suspended. Games, one suspended. So he's got he misses Villa. He's not on the touchline. That was for him being a tit in the well during and after the uh, Spurs game, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, where strangely the one four three in the last kick of the game, and then all he wanted to talk about was the referee being a cheat. Um, yeah. That's got him a one game ban. Uh, not that bad. One game's not bad when you compare it to. It's a few quid as well, yeah. Sure. Uh, Eight-month ban, what do you think about that? <laughs> um, I don't really care. No, nah, I um, I mean, I, I think... I think eight months is probably about what everybody expected him to get. Because, you know, you look at what other players have got along the way. So, basically, he's been found so guilty. It doesn't mean what, January? Half a gambling. season? I mean, it said he'd gambled something like 270 times. And this was over like four or five years, and I thought, what sort of man? No, really? What sort of gambler is this? Jesus! Like, surely you could get that in in a week. If you Boy, put some effort in, Ivan. Mm. Come on. A good Saturday. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, on a busy weekend, no problem. Um, what do you think about the length of the ban in relation to bans given out to players like missing drug tests or being found guilty of racist behaviour? Um, it's probably largely disproportionate, isn't it? Yeah, I think that's the only thing, isn't it? The only thing is, it, it, that, that would the integrity of the game is at stake with gambling, where a racist comment or whatever, as deplorable as it is, wouldn't put the integrity of the entire sport up for grabs, where a professional player gambling would do. People can call can call the sport into question on that, so that would be it. I don't think it's... What I'm saying is that the, the bans for the other things should be more. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, we don't know if he was gambling on his own games or games that he could influence. That's not come out yet. Uh, but when you consider Luis Suarez got something like an eight-game ban for being found guilty of racist behaviour. Uh, Eric Cantona got an eight-month ban for like physically assaulting a fan, kung fu kick, into the stands. Uh, that was an eight-month ban. And for me, that's not as bad. Um, I was trying to think Rio Ferdinand. What did he get? He, he missed a... Um, Drugs test, didn't he? Did he refuse? Oh, yeah. 
or thinking he was an eight month ban as well for not, not being drug tested. Uh, I think it's out of sync. And the other thing is, you see pictures of uh, there's a picture, someone put a picture of Ivan Tory with uh, Hollywood bets across his strip. Yeah, uh, and sky bet around the outside of the pitch, and, and yeah. another gambling sponsor somewhere out on the pitch, and it's like we're yeah. going to put all these gambling sponsors everywhere. Uh, however, you're getting an eight-month ban for going and gambling. Um, a little bit contradictory, like but... it is contradictory. I think they should look at it, um, and I think they probably will look at it. There's been a review and stuff, but um, I mean, the re- but equally new the rules. Do you know what I mean? So oh, absolutely, um, yeah. That's not surprising. Like I say, I'm not hugely arsed one way or the other. Um, it will knock a little bit of a hole in Brentford. They'll have to go and buy a striker uh, in the meantime. And it, it puts a little dent in his career when he was on the verge of the England squad. Hopefully he learns something. He's young enough. Uh, it seems like a sensible lad. So, um, yeah, one of those things. I mean, any American listeners that we have, all of this is coming your way. An absolute avalanche. We had it in um, myself and Noah on the MLB show talked about this two weeks ago. There was a, the first betting scandal in um, college baseball where the uh, the coach had phoned his mate who was in the casino, told him to bet the other team, and then they pulled the starting pitcher from the game. Um, and But this you love this, Baz. The, the game, until his bet, had attracted $35. That was the... Yeah, and then him and his mate tried to get on like 20 grand or something. And expected not to fly, but didn't, this is the sort of thing we had twenty years ago, isn't it? Yeah, like, yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, it's big, big in the cricket in the past, hasn't it? It's been big in yeah. tennis, cricket, snooker, game sports, where there the, the really is the, the ability to manipulate outcomes. To spot fix. Like I mean, without... we quite often in our Discord channel, we quite often get the odd uh, table tennis fix. Did you see the latest table tennis? <laughs> we can, yeah, yeah. Someone came into the soccer chat earlier in the week and said he had a fixed match. This was the uh, this was the game. This was the pick. If you're looking to get big money on it, drop me a message. Um, and somebody somebody posted an hour later the result, and sure enough, the uh, the man who was supposed to win never won. Um, oh no! Yeah, you do get the odd uh, interloper, don't we, into the Discord advertising a fixed table tennis game. Um, bore off. I like a bit of table tennis. I'm quite good at it. Like- uh, we have reached out to Ivan Tony anyway. We've asked him if he wants to get on the show. If he's a bit, you know, got plenty of free time, if he wants to come on and give us some of his best picks. We're always willing to work. So our door is always open if Ivan Tony's a little bit bored and wants to make some punts. Correct, Baz. Um, okay. Nine games, uh, Saturday and Sunday. We are very much at the business end of the season. Um, I mean, it's been hard. You, you've got the relegation teams absolutely fighting for their lives. A few more things have sort of settled down now. Southampton have gone... Um, the European places, there's fewer teams involved in that kind of Tottenham have uh, dropped out. Brighton, you would have thought, have dropped away. Um, so there's, there's there's fewer teams uh, to be involved. Wolves and West Ham and people like that have, have got safety. But it's been a bonkers few weeks. Like So uh, let's see what we can do with a 12.30 lunchtime kickoff on Saturday, which is 7.30 Eastern time between Tottenham Hotspur and Brentford. Tottenham 5-6, to six, minus 120. The draw is twenty-six to nine plus two ninety, and Brentford are three to one. Um, first word I've got here is tricky. Um, Spurs are hanging on to seventh, which is uh, a place in the Europa Conference competition. Um, the competition that West Ham have just made the final of tonight. Now they've been making the right noises. Harry Kane has come out and said yes, they'd like to play in it. I don't know if that's true or not. Um, 
Brentford are, can still make it, but they're unlikely to make that competition as well. Um, we just touched on Ivan Tony's eight-month ban. So Tottenham did win their last home game, um, which was the one they'll win against Crystal Palace, but then were soundly beaten at Aston Villa last weekend. Uh, Brentford took advantage of West Ham resting a few players um, for this cup semi-final um, when they beat West Ham last week, a game that we tipped up um, Brentford in a nice foot. Um, and Brentford have won three of the last four uh, after a little bad spell. So, on terms of sides here, I've really got no idea. Um, because Brentford could down tools. Brentford could just wrap in. They've done that bit for the season. They really haven't got anything to play for apart from the like the glory of a highest finished in their history, that kind of thing. Um, Tottenham, again, might turn up and have a game. I think Mason will keep them honest, I said last week. But again, not really an awful lot to play for. So I wasn't particularly enamoured with either side. Um, Tottenham do seem to have calmed down from those mad games they had when they got humped at Newcastle 6-1, then went down 4-3 at Liverpool. Um, They beat Palace 1-0. They weren't very good at Villa last week, but they do most of their winning at home. We've talked about this. Brentford's last four away games um, have all come under two and a half goals. And now they're missing their uh, top marksman in Ivan Tony. I always mention the lunchtime kickoffs can be a slow burner. Uh, so I'm going to head back to the under two and a half goals here, Baz, which is plus money. I, I love this. 11 to 10, uh, plus 110 for the under two and a half. <laughs> Oh, hey. You go straight uh, over, Baz. Oh, definitely. We're doing, we're doing this again. I took over Baz last week in the lunchtime game, Malcolm. It paid off for me, so I'll do it again. Doesn't scare me. Uh, Spurs, just one week, one win, sorry, in the last six following the defeat of Villa last week. One uh, one draw, one win, four losses. Over 2.5 has hit in eight of the last 10 games, and both teams to score has hit in eight, nine of the last 10 games for Spurs. Uh, and ben, Brentford have refound a bit of form, haven't gone six without a win. They've now won three of the last four. Uh, as I say, we now know Tony will be missing till January now. Um, but they managed just fine with them last week. Um, they, fair enough, they were playing an understrength West Ham team, beat them with relative ease. But Wissa and, and Mbwemo stepped in with the goals there in Tony's absence, and there's no reason why they can't do it again. They're both um, decent players. Spurs form generally might be quite bad, but at home, it's still quite reliable. Six wins, two draws and just one defeat in the last nine home games for Spurs. On the money line, I do find Spurs just a bit too short, though. I think Brentford will play their part in this. I think Spurs are, are always conceding lately, not many clean sheets at all. Uh, so I'm going to follow the recent trend of goals in the Spurs games. Over two and a half goals at eight to 11 is my pick here. Good start, Malcolm. No help to anyone. Absolutely no help to anyone. What I'd say is, obviously, I'm in fine form this week, so plenty of help if you just follow me. You are, Baz, yeah. Uh, I didn't pick any losers. I didn't pick any losers this week, Baz. Um, Next up, we go to the three o'clock kickoffs, of which there are four on Saturday, 10 a.m. Eastern time. Bournemouth against Manchester United. Bournemouth 5-1. The draw is 15-4, plus 375. Manchester United are 1-2, minus 200, Baz, yeah, so Bournemouth are such a hard team to predict from one week to the next at the moment. They've now gone 14 games without a draw, seven wins and seven losses in the last 14 games. So make of that what you will. You just can't, you, you look at the format and you just, there's nothing to follow. Like it's hard to pick anything up from them. 
Man United's away form isn't pretty. They've got no win in the last three away from home. Um, and just one win in the last six away games in the league now. There's a big game for Man United with Newcastle winning tonight and with Liverpool now sort of looming in behind them in the race for the top four. Massive game. Man United need to win this one or Liverpool could be hot on the tail. Um, But given the recent form away from home, I think they're 1-2 for this game. What price for Man United? 1-2. Yeah, they're just far too short for me. Um, So I can't be backing Man United at that price on the road. Courtney Backus is a red is a Man United fan. She's saying, "Let's go, Red Devils." Yeah, I'm not having that. Nah, not not for me. That right? <laughs> not for me. come on, Courtney, anyway, do better. So I can't I can't back Man United because of the price. Um, the last four games have all gone under two and a half goals. I could possibly see them shutting out Bournemouth here and nicking another one nil or a two nil. So under two point five just looks the obvious play, and it's six to four plus one fifty for under 2.5 goals. And I think it's a really decent price. Since the 7-0 defeat against Liverpool, Man United have played 10 games in the league and only once have they had an over 2.5 goals. So nine of the last 10 have went under 2.5. And yet the over 2.5 sitting here at almost 1-2, 8-15. to uh, So give me the unders. Man United, Bournemouth, under 2.5 goals, 6-4, plus 150. That's the one for me. That, Baz, is an excellent piece of handicap and it's everything I arrived at the same conclusions on. Uh, my little box says, under two and a half at six to four plus 150 is far too big and I do not know why. Um, the seven of their last eight has gone under two and a half. Um, that 2 nil win against Wolves is a great example last week of what they've kind of been doing. Bournemouth may have checked out on the season. We'll have to see. They've done their bit and emotionally and physically, um, the it's, a, it's possible for them not to ease off a little bit. Um, unless they go out and play with a load of freedom here against Manchester United. But yeah, for all the reasons you've stated, Baz, absolutely 100% the same bet. Uh, three o'clock is Fulham versus Crystal Palace. Fulham are 13 to 9 plus 145. The draw is 12 to 5 plus 240. Crystal Palace 26 to 9 plus 290. Uh, Fulham have two wins in a row um, after three. Tough fixtures. Um, they got Mitrovic back uh, last week. Alexander Mitrovic, their talisman up top, uh, and he duly scored away at Southampton. I think he'll be keen to make an impression after his eight-game ban uh, for shenanigans in the FA Cup. Um, as we know, I have got no idea what Crystal Palace are up to at any point. Um, they have lost the last two away games, however. They're missing Wilf Zaha. Uh, now, that used to be the absolute acid test. No Wilf, no win, Crystal Palace. But um, the likes of um, Michael Elise and um, Eberichi Eze, who's been absolutely outstanding lately, have kind of put that to bed just a little bit. However, um, I've got to take Fulham at home. I, I took them to knock over Leicester a couple of weeks ago. The I can't remember who we had them. Who did they knock over last week to beat someone at home? Oh, they, sorry, we got them to win at Southampton. So I think yeah. they're, still, they're still putting it in. Um, and Southampton had more to play for uh, than Crystal Palace here. So Fulham are just too big, 13-9 plus 145. Uh, again, it's going to be another team ride, this one. But neither of these teams look to be on the beach. You know, Both of them are safe now, uh, but they're still putting in good performances in recent weeks. Fulham have won the last two. Palace have won two of their last three. Um, so, you know, they're both still 
still playing. There is a tendency at this stage where you can spot teams who just look like they've packed up for the season, but I don't think that's the case with either of these. As you see, a bit, a bit of a contrast in terms of Palace having lost Zaha for the season, whereas Fulham are getting Mitrovic back. Uh, and as you said, he was straight on the score sheet last week. And I wrote down exactly the same thing, although Zaha is a key piece in the jigsaw for Palace. Um, every, Eze has... has Come into the, into the fold now as one of the key men for them, and is looking looking good um, at the moment. But I've just wrote down. I think it's a tricky one to pick from. Um, there isn't any result in this game that would be a shock to anyone. Both capable on the day of beating the other. They're close enough in the market where you just have to take a lean one way or the other. And for me, it's towards Fulham. I think it's six to four. They're a good enough price against a Palace side who have won only two of the last ten away from home. Um, so that was what pushed me a little bit towards Fulham. I think they're in slightly better form. They're at home, and you're getting them at six to four plus one fifty. Uh, so Fulham on the money line is the pick for me. Okay, Baz, we're starting to sync up. Baz, two in a row. Uh, three o'clock. Crack on with Liverpool against Aston Villa. Liverpool are uh, nine to twenty, um, which is what minus. I didn't write that one down. Baz, work that out. Um, just a shade over. Minus what 150. Was the, what was the odd? Minus 150? No, 9 to 20 they are. Uh, the door's 4 to 1. And Aston Villa are 21 to 4, which is plus 525. Um, Liverpool, Baz, same old issues we have handicapping them. Still chasing Newcastle down, but uh, dagger in their heart tonight, I think. Yeah, you can hear the silence on Liverpool tonight after that result because there's absolutely no doubt Liverpool fans were believing, weren't they? They were absolutely believing. Yeah, they were, yeah. Um, and, and and rightly so. They got themselves right back into it and potentially... They could still catch Man U, Baz. I know, that's what I was just about to say. Man U have still got Sorry. pressure on them. We've we've took the pressure off ourselves a little. We've still got to finish the job. Um, but yeah, that, that was a tough result tonight for Liverpool. They'll, they'll have definitely been... Will in Brighton to get something. Um, so that's it. Clippity Klopp finally got his uh, his ban. So he is banned for the game. He won't be on the touchline. Um, they're on a seven game winning streak. I said part way through that seven game winning streak, they would not win the rest of the games this season. Absolutely no chance. Um, and I've been proven wrong so far. They probably should have dropped points against West Ham, Spurs, or Forest. Games that the skate scraped through and got some favourable decisions along the way. Uh, but they have been good value for their more recent wins and they have kept clean sheets in the last three. But I think if you look at the seven wins they've had, um, this Villa side are, are better than all of them, I think. Um, and it's definitely the toughest game of the run-in for, for, for Liverpool. Um, and realistically, I think it's the last place where Liverpool might drop some points because they have got Southampton on the last day of the season. Uh, and you can see them possibly run up a score there if they needed to. Certainly if Champions League is is potentially still there for them on the last day, you could see them absolutely battering Southampton potentially. Uh, Villa bounced back last week from a mini slump, having lost to Wolves and Man United without scoring a goal. Uh, they went and beat Spurs 2-1. Prior to those two defeats, um, they were on a 10-game winning streak. Uh, sorry, a 10-game unbeaten streak, uh, winning eight of those and drawing two. So they have got nine wins from the last 13 games. Still a good side, still in generally good form. Just a little bit of a sort of blot on their copybook with those those two games. Um, they've 
I mean, at home, Liverpool are consistent. They've not lost in the league since October when Leeds beat them. They have had a few defeats in European competition. But whilst they're in good form at home, the last four wins have all come by a single goal. Um, and before that one was a draw against Brentford. So Forrest, Spurs, Fulham, Arsenal all managed to keep it tight at Anfield recently. Brentford managed to come away with a draw. And I think Villa can do the same. I think it can make a good fight of it. Um so my first instinct here was was Villa double chance, which is available at thirteen to eight. But I think of the prices. I can, I'm I'm willing to take a punt on Villa here. Always going for it. Um, Go on, so yeah, I'm going for it. I'm going to take it. I think you know it's higher than five to one plus five twenty five. Uh, I think the reasonable value. They won't have many backers here. Liverpool are rightfully favourites for the game. Maybe there's a little bit of wishful thinking here from me, um, and I was. You know, writing these notes before Newcastle got a win tonight, and I was a little bit nervy about us not getting the result tonight. But I think Villa have a live chance here, and at five to one, I, I think it's it's enough to tip me there their way. Um, I said all along I thought Liverpool would drop points somewhere. If that's going to be right, this is the only place left now. So give me Villa on the money line to beat Liverpool five to one. Uh, if you want to play it a little bit safe, I make it a double chance, take them to win or draw, and take the thirteen to eight. But that's uh, that's the pick for me. Okay, love that, Baz. Uh, neck on the line. Yeah, Liverpool have been better. The, the, the last couple of wins have been uh, comfortable. Um, I mean, the last two wins have both been one nil, um, and you'd think that the lack of goals and the clean sheets both seem like outliers. It's really hard to judge. Um, Villa beat Spurs well. The only thing with Villa, after they got a bit of an inferiority complex because we handicapped them quite positively when they went to Old Trafford a couple of weeks ago. I think I tipped maybe Villa team total. We were, we'd, we'd mentioned them as live underdogs and they just never turned up at all. So maybe there's, a, there's an element of them wanting to just show how far they've come tomorrow. Um, they've had two disappointing 1-0 defeats away from home against Wolves and that Manchester United game. What I'm doing here, Baz, is I'm taking the stats over my gut. Liverpool, two home, uh, 1-0 home wins in the last two. Villa, 2-0 away defeats in the last two. Very similar to the Bournemouth-Manchester United game. The under two and a half goals is 6-4. to four. I don't like it at all. Uh, but the numbers are there for me to, to put that bet on um, with a clear conscience. So I'll take the under two and a half at 6-4 to four, um, plus 150. Uh, the final three o'clock on Saturday is Wolves against Everton. Uh, Wolves are seven to four plus one seventy-five. The draw is twenty-three to ten plus two thirty. Everton eight to five plus one sixty. Um, Wolves won four of their last eight. All of them at Molyneux, their home ground. All of them to nil. Um, they're actually 10th in the home table now and 8th in the form table. So Wolves have picked up nicely, got themselves out the shit. Uh, still very much in the shit are Everton. Um, the only thing they have in their form um, is that absolutely insane 5-1 away win at Brighton uh, a couple of Mondays ago. Other than that, they've drawn three and lost four. Um, that win has put them in the best position of the three teams uh, still in with a chance of going down, um, Everton, Nottingham Forest and Leicester. Um, this is going to be tight. It's going to be fraught. Um, Wolves are always play a sort of close at home. The under two and a half is the obvious. So the, the lack of goals is the obvious thing here. Um, that Everton score on five 
by far um, is an anomaly there. They don't score many goals. Calvert-Lewin came off at half-time, and I don't know if that was just surrender or injury. He gets injured all the time, but then I did think Sean Dyke just thought, bollocks to this, we'll just wait till next week. Um, so I don't see ev- anything in Everton's form line that should make them favourites here. I mean, Everton are favourites away from home. I have, that's absolutely insane. Um You've got to take it on trust that Wolves will try 100%, but I don't see why not. I think Wolves are a great price. 74 plus 175. I can already see you laughing, Baz. You backed Everton here, haven't you? In a fashion. I mean, oh, okay. know, we, we, we can both win. We can both win still. Nice. Um, I mean, but as we know, I mean, the first thing I've wrote is uh, Wolves again. Crystal Palace for me. Doesn't matter what I say, Wolves are awful for me. I can't get them right. Um, I should just be able to play a pass card. I should just be able to skip Wolves yeah. games at the moment. Just play my joker and say, I'm out. This is not for me. Um, but anyway, this is the Premier League Gambling Podcast. And if there's a Premier League game, we'll make a pick. So I'm going to make a pick. Uh, Wolves are, are back to alternating wins and losses again. Uh, last six games now, win, lose, win, lose, win, lose. Um, three wins, three draws, and both teams to sit hit no has hit in six of their last seven games. So there has been a clean sheet on one side of it in, in six of the last seven. Um, the wins are definitely coming at home for them. Four in a row, to be precise, and four clean sheets in the last four home games. Um, and Everton have just one win in nine now. Everything's leaning the opposite way to, to where I'm going to go with this, basically. Um that one win was a dominant display against Brighton and absolutely agree with you. It was an outlier, five goals, outlier. Um, but it will give them a bit of confidence. It's put them in the best position of the relegation fighters, although or, you know, Forrest are, are still involved and still above them. Um, I think they've shown enough fight um, in the game against Newcastle, in the game against Leicester, and then again against Brighton to show that they can get the points potentially to secure safety and they could potentially do it this weekend. I'm not taking them on the money line, but I'm taking them in the total goals market. And it is completely against the form of Wolves at home. They've won four in a row. They've kept four clean sheets. But I just think sometimes at this stage of the season, recent form can go out of the window um, very much as it did in the Brighton game. And I'm not saying it's going to be another game like it was at Brighton. But I think Everton are going to make a fight of this and have a real... I think they'll see this as their opportunity to get themselves safe this weekend, get it done and dusted, no pressure on the final day. Uh, I'm going to take Everton to score two or more goals here and it's at 6-4 to four plus 150. Uh, so that's a pick for me. Everton team goals against Wolves over 1.5 at 6-4. OK. And, uh, oh, we've got yeah, to stop what? there. I'm Sorry. going to mention it again. We'll mention it a few oh, times yeah. lately. We sort of swerved it a bit last week because they were playing Man City. Uh, but it's a bit of a, a sort of system play in the Discord at the moment is Dwight McNeil, shots on target. Um, he's got really, really good stats down the last six, seven games of hitting two, at least two shots on target every game. Um, as I say, Man City, you, you sort of give him a free pass in that one. Uh, the game before that against Brighton, he'd hit his two shots on goal. He actually scored both of them. Uh, but this week, Dwight McNeil, one shot on target is 11 to 10, plus 110. And for two shots on target, you can get him at 6 to 1, plus 600. Um, that's just another one of them. We like it. When there's something that just keeps hitting, we keep riding it until it doesn't. Um, and at the moment, as I say, I'll give him a free pass for not hitting them against Man City. Uh, but I'm happy to play those again. So Dwight McNeil, shots on goal, 
one or more at eleven to ten, and two or more at six to one. And uh, tease our uh, Dutch friend will uh, will like that. I'm sure he'll co-sign that. He was the one that flagged this up to us a while ago. Um, I did make Dwight McNeil the uh, the cover boy for our for this episode, Baz. I don't know if you noticed or not. People uh, people think this nice. shit's just thrown a together. In the chat there, I, I, oh. I am DST, which is a new name in the chat. Thanks for getting involved. He's asking which bookie we're looking at. Um, my picks here are um, I'm, we're mostly looking at Bet365. Yeah, um, same. For the shot stats and things like that, Bet365 is my pick. And I think you can get that. Uh, I think a lot of our US listeners use Bet365 yes, as well as uh, thingy. So, so that's that's where we're looking for those. Yeah, same. Every every um, line I've given out so far um, has been um, Bet365. So, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, we'll, we'll shop around because there will be uh, the old bigger price wherever. Uh, wherever you go, I'm not sure. I, I, I don't think uh, we'll all be sitting on one account, um, knowing the uh, DGen philosophy at SGPN. Well, cereals um, already put out. Fan Jewel is another option for those. Uh, McNeil okay, guys. nice. There we go. There you go. Nice. Uh, cheers, cereal. Uh, Shady Mays teaming up with SGPN for Shady May. You'll get an amazing fifty percent off, but a chance to win five hundred dollars. Shady May's got you covered from the sun to the slopes, um, the clear optics, all your outdoor adventures under control. And the lost and broken replacements offer is top class. If you break them, um, even on day one, Shady Rays will replace them, no questions asked. Or you can exchange or return them for free within 30 days too. So there's no risk at all with Shady Rays. For our international listeners, Shady Rays got you covered as well. Shipping to Canada, Australia, New Zealand and the UK. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use the code SGPN for 50% off two or more pairs of polarised sunglasses. Then take your receipt to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash shady for your chance to win the $500 shady May contest. Got some good news here, Baz. The, uh, the IT department's been out for tea with our mate and come in and there's a big bag of, I don't know, well, I don't know what restaurant it is. Blue and white, uh, blue and yellow bag, maybe. Just having a look, but the uh, there's some pulled pork, maybe tacos, burrito type things. It looks like there's a little box of all the condiments, all your guacamole, etc. Uh, and what? then there's another box. What, what? That sounds lovely, like. Oh, I'm, I'm sitting, over the moon, I'm yeah. sitting here now, having, having been on the wine, watching the Newcastle game. Uh, before I come on here, actually, Helen said, what have we got for snacks tonight? Because cause I was having a glass of wine. She, she had, she's had a bottle of Prosecco as well. Oh, nice. <laughs> the whole bottle. What have, we, uh, what have we got for snacks? And uh, I'm, I'm a bit short tonight. So you're, you're spoiled rotten there. Yeah. Absolutely spoiled rotten. Hats All off the to the uh, to the IT department. Um, right, Baz, we've got about 10 minutes to whack through these four games because I've got to talk ponies with Sean and Ryan uh, very soon. We'll get to the tea time game on Saturday, 5.30 kickoff, which is 12.30. Eastern Nottingham Forest against Arsenal. Forest 9-2, plus 4.50. The draw is Burlington Bertie, 130, plus 3.33. Arsenal are... Uh, oh, I didn't write this down. 1.57, what's that? Um, minus one seventy something. You tell us about it. I'll you start talking. I'll get the odds. You find the prices. I think Forest have given themselves a little bit of breathing room here with seven points in the last four games. They've won the last two home games and have scored seven in the process. But they aren't keeping them out at the other end. They haven't kept a clean sheet now in fifteen games in a row, uh, and they've conceded eleven in the last five games. Arsenal season's done. They can't win the title now. Um, I mean, technically they can, 
but let's be honest, they won't. Uh, City need just one win to seal it, um, and that's if Arsenal win everything from here. Arsenal have only won two of the last seven games now. So I, I said a, a while ago, you know, and all the talk was Arsenal have bottled it. I said it, I thought it was a bit harsh, really, to be fair. Um, but two wins out of seven from where they were at is is poor. There'll be a few in there that'll be kicking themselves. But um, they were well beaten against Brighton the other day. Not in great form. Have the bottled it. I mean, we're talking about a City side who have went on a 12-game winning streak or something again. It's yeah, yeah. Sometimes City will just steamroll you. Um, so it's hard to know what version of Arsenal we'll see here. Uh, will they be bruised mentally? Or will they bounce back here and finish the season on a high? Um, I don't know what we're really going to get. But I think Forrest will concede, as they seem to do every week. But they are making a fight of games, uh, and therefore I think I can take the goals here. Ten of Arsenal's last 11 games have gone over 2.5. Um, the last five for Forrest have been over 2.5 goals as well. Now, two over 2.5 is a little bit short, so I'm going to the Asian goal mark. It appeared for me last night with a Man City game. So I'm going three goals on the Asian goal line. So it's over three at evens. That cashes if we score, get four goals in the game, and it pushes if we get three. Uh, again, that's on bet three six five. Some books will uh, I'll give you the Asian. There's a few books will give you the uh, Asian lines. Um, so yeah, that's a bet for me here. Over three goals on the Asian market at, around evens. Uh, as we say, cashes with four, pushes with three. But a bit of chat there about the uh, the League One game. I was just about to mention it actually, but uh, DJ Madness is in the chat. Uh, it's now it went to extra time for four. Chef Wed then scored an own goal to go 5-4 down and they've just scored not, not long ago to bring it back to 5-all. That's, That's got incredible. three minutes left before they head to penalties. But what a comeback that will be from Chef Wed if they can uh, if they can pull that one off. Uh, we were talking about um, the old DJ Madness champ the other day, Megan Baz, because we were talking about the Reading badge. Um and can't quite understand where that came from. So if you want to tell us that story, uh, by all means do that. Um, yeah, Forrest aren't safe yet. Um, they got a rare away point at Chelsea. That helps a lot. Trying hard. Uh, won the last two home games, including a 3-1 against Brighton. Uh, they beat Southampton 4-3. So yeah, goals. I like This is where I was looking, Baz. You've, you've taken a goals prop. I've taken a goals prop. Whole game hinges on Arsenal's response because they've now got nothing to play for. Um they're, yeah, the tools they can they can wrap in. They will be mentally um, done in after what happened to them last week. My bet. I've taken a bit of a. I was a bit chalky for the rest of the card. I've taken Forest team total here, yeah, Baz. I think they can get a couple. Um, they got a couple of Chelsea last week. Forest team total over one and a half is at a price of nine to four uh, plus two twenty five. So it's easy to see this being a two two or uh, Arsenal nicking a three two something like that. Uh, so I'll take Forrest uh, to stick a few in the onion bag. We move across to Sunday, where the first game is uh, 1.30 kickoff, um, which is 8.30 Eastern time, between West Ham United and Leeds United. Congratulations to West Ham um, on making the European final tonight. If you've got any West Ham fans, absolutely delighted for you. West Ham are 11-8, plus 137. The draw is 5-2, plus 250. And leads to 26 to 9 plus 290. Um, in isolation, if you just looked at the bare numbers, West Ham League Foom's relatively poor. They've lost they've lost four of the 
the last five. The only win came against Manchester United, uh, where they were absolutely outstanding last week. Um, but they had done the hard work before that, and they've been concentrating on um, this European um, two-legged affair against Azad Alkmaar. Um, I saw it in person last week. They did okay. But I think if Newcastle had been anywhere near top form, we'd have spanked him. Um, Leeds didn't really show an awful lot of quality. So they tried hard a little bit. And the worst thing that Newcastle did, Leeds got in front. Um, and then they could start all the time race and all that shit. Um, interesting, this one. So they still haven't won in seven games and they've conceded twice in both uh, Allardyce's games. Um, I'm going to take the under here. West Ham are um, coming off this Thursday game. They're either going to make changes or be knackered, one or the other. I think Leeds will just be happy to keep it tight. Allardyce is going to take no risks. I don't think he's a sort of manager. He's just going to go for it. Um, they'll try and keep it nil-nil and, and nick it in the last 20 minutes or so. Um, so they're under two and a half for me. Um, even money plus 100, Baz. Yeah, I mean, West Ham, Todd would expect. I mean, it would take a miracle for West Ham to be relegated now. I mean, despite poor recent form in the league, they've, they've lost four of the last five now in the league. Um uh, and I admit a lot of that is because they've had the sides firmly on this Europa Conference League, and, and rightly so. Um, this one is must win for Leeds. They're still in the bottom three. They've got Spurs in the last game. I know Spurs on anything to fear now, but I think um, this one is. I think one Leeds have got the target, just given the situation again with West Ham playing tonight. I mean, Leeds have got no win in seven. But similar to Brentford versus last time, West Ham last week, I just think this might be a good spot for them. With West Ham having played tonight, they might rest a few again, as you say. If they don't, they might be a bit tired. Um, and without all of the motivation of needing to win to stay up or anything like that, um, and the focus now will definitely be. I mean, you're not gonna you're not gonna rest everyone for the rest of the season until Europa League. I get that, um, but I just feel like Leeds might have a bit more energy. Now, we saw enough from them last week to suggest they can make a bit of a fight of the, the relegation battle. They're not down yet. Um, so for me, it's just for exactly the same reason as I opposed West Ham last week, as I'm going to do so again. Uh, Leeds on the money line, 19 to 10, plus 190. I'm going to take Leeds to win this. And it's, yeah, it's madness when you look at Leeds' form. But it's purely situational. I just think West Ham will probably rest players again. They don't need to win this game. Um There'll be a lot of celebrations from West Ham players. A lot of sore heads tomorrow. A lot of them probably can't be asked to play on Sunday. So, yeah, give me Leeds on the money line, 19 to 10. Okay, do. Two o'clock kickoff, um, which is 9 a.m. Eastern time. Brighton against Southampton. Brighton, one to five, minus 500. Uh, the draw is six to one. Southampton are 12 to one. Um, weird performance from Brighton tonight. Weird team selection. I know they've been busy. Um, Maybe, I just think they're hanging on for six. They're not hanging on for six at all, sorry. They've, they've made their way into sixth place behind a string of exceptional performances. Um, and I thought maybe they played tonight with an eye on Sunday. They knew they were going to make the Champions League. Um, and they, they've stolen a march on Tottenham for sixth place. Um, so they didn't have, make those changes. Have, have they stolen a march on them, though? What do you mean? I mean, what's what's the points difference at the minute? Uh, they're they're well, one point ahead. They're one point ahead of Tottenham. Yeah, so they they they're hang, they are hanging on. 
There's, there's no they're hanging on because they've just got there. Spurs are there. The they've top... got a game in, game in hand, Brighton, and, and the game in hand's against Man City. So And Aston Villa are on the same points as Tottenham as well. But they're, they're a point in front of those two. With the game, they've got a game in hand, so... They're in the... Game in hand against Man City. Okay, yeah, yeah, good point. Um, yeah, they've got the point, um, but they're in the, they're in pole position for that. And they've got a home game coming up against Southampton, is my point. Um, Southampton have gone. So, last week, Southampton had something to play for and couldn't manage it. Um, we're absolutely terrible at home to Fulham. Um, this week, Southampton have nothing to play for. It's a really difficult spot for them. Um I mean, the only game they haven't lost in forever is that 3 old door at Arsenal. Really weird. Um, Brighton will put those players who didn't play back in today. So McAllister, Ferguson, um, what's a little Paraguayan fella? Did you know what that made me laugh today? Yeah. Uh, Miguel Almiron found the one person in the country that he could bully and then attempted to bully him for a little bit in the second half, being Miguel. Yeah. Um, they'll all start... Um, it was really, really hard. I th- Brighton won't change. We saw that tonight, uh, microcosm of what they're going to do. Um, Brighton team total over two and a half, um, seven to four plus one seventy-five. Guys, love it, love it. Um, I've wrote down here which version of Brighton turns up. Is it the one that lost to Forest, Everton, Newcastle, or the one who went and asked, beat Arsenal, beat Man United, battered Wolves? Um, it's just unpredictable at the moment, and I don't think. I mean, certainly they lost to Forest fairly easily. They, they, they did get blown away by Everton in that first half. Game back created a lot of chances. And tonight they haven't... I don't know. Newcastle played well as opposed to Brighton playing. But, but, and it was a bit of both, really, wasn't it? Let's be honest. Um, so, yeah, as you said, they're still in the Europa League spots. But I think with Spurs and Villa right behind them, Brighton certainly can't ease off at this stage. And with Southampton now down... It's just a case, will will Southampton play any better now the pressure's off? And and I just can't see it personally. I just think they're not very good. I don't think they're good enough to raise the game anymore at this stage. Um, five of the last six games for Brighton have went over two and a half goals. They've won four of the last six games. That was before tonight. Uh, so they've actually now only won four of the last seven. Southampton have now lost four in a row. Um, they've lost seven of the last eight as well. No win in the last seven. Failed to score in six of the last 11 games as well. So I struggled really to, to write too many notes because I was doing this before the Brighton game tonight and I could have had to change things um, depending on how the game went. But but I haven't. Nothing tonight's really changed my mind, I would say. Um, and I've done exactly the same as you, Malcolm. Brighton will win here. Yep. Um, and Brighton will win well. And I'll take Brighton to score three or more goals at four to five. Minus 125. Um, Southampton have conceded three or more in five of the last 10 games. Have you got Brighton to score three or more goals at what price? I've got four to five. Have I got the wrong price out? Seven to four, Baz, I've got. You've got seven to four. If I'm in a task, seven to four, I might have been looking at the wrong game. Four Um, to five's a bit skinny for that, isn't it? I might have wrote it down wrong. I've started drinking wine by that point. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, yeah, we'll double-check that. But my pick is, is for Brighton to score three or more goals. Uh, I like it. I think, as I say, Southampton have conceded three or more in five of the last ten. Brighton have scored 11 in the last four before tonight's game. Um, even in defeat tonight, they managed to get on the on the score sheet. So, yeah, I don't mind that at all. Um, just bringing it up now. Brighton team goals. 
four to five, Malcolm. Over is it? Five goals, sure is. Yeah, well, I'm giving some. That change your mind, Malcolm. You're trying to squeeze ridiculous prices out of thing. Yeah, yeah looks just... better than mine. I reckon you're probably uh, cock-eyed and you've read it wrong. Yeah, it looks that way, doesn't it? Um, yeah, well, um, the Sheffield Peterborough game's gone to penalties, so that's fun. Um, right, final game here is four o'clock on uh, Sunday, which is Manchester City against Chelsea. Again, Manchester City can win the league. They will be Premiership, uh, Premier League champions um, if. Ah, second half goals, Baz. That's what I looked at. <laughs> oh, what a doofus. It's four to five, yeah. Oh, scribble that out. Um, so, yeah, um, Manchester City will be Premier League champions should they win this game. They are one to four to do it, minus 400. Uh, the draw is 11 to two, plus 550. And Chelsea are 10 to one. Uh, Baz, Man City get this done? 10 to one. <laughs> <laughs> Hold my beer, Malcolm. <laughs> uh, no, no, I'm not that stupid. Um, yeah, so as you say, Man City can win the league here in front of their own fans, and this is the last chance to do that. It's the last home game of the season for them. And we know they've now won the last 16, I think, in uh, at the Etihad. Uh, and after the way they brushed aside Madrid last night, uh, you wouldn't bet against them making it 17 in a row, in a row against Chelsea. Chelsea still have just one win in 11 in all competitions. They've not kept a clean sheet in the last six games. They've mostly been remembered for their lack of goals in recent times. Uh, but they have managed to score four in the last three games, which is a significant uptick for Chelsea. But I think City win here, and I think they'll win with ease again. They will possibly make changes. Um, Foden, Alvarez, Mores might come in. But whoever comes in, I think they'll score at least three goals again and I'll take City goals. I mean, I'm not even sure how much they will rotate. I mean, there's obviously something up with De Bruyne. Uh, he didn't He didn't have his best game last night uh, and, you know, that's in a 4-0 win. Uh, and there was something going on. Thierry on me he made some comments about how he'd spoke to him and he couldn't mention what was going on. Uh, but he was amazed that Kevin De Bruyne had played last night and played so well given what he has going on behind the scenes. So, Sounded like there was some personal stuff going on. He got very emotional when he scored against Real Madrid last week. So I don't know what it is. Might be that he gets a rest if there is something in the background. Um, but otherwise, the likes of Haaland and Grealish and Silva, Gundogan, I think you play them, don't you? The Real Madrid game is miles away now. You know, you've got three Premier League games before then. You've got an FA Cup coming up. I think this week they, they'll... I don't think they'll ring the changes as much as as people might expect. They'll try and win the league here and then they can play it however they want. In the last two games, focus on the FA Cup final, focus on the Champions League final. So I think City to score three or more goals here, 10 to 11. I mean, look, at home to Madrid, they put four past them. At home to Arsenal, four. At home to Liverpool, scored four. And in each one of them games, it could have been fives and sixes and sevens every time. I mean, Courtois played out of his skin in the first half last night to stop Haaland. So, yeah, no reason at all they can't do the same here. So, the pick is over 2.5 City goals at 10 to 11. Uh, it could be party time at the Etihad. You can take them to get four if you want. Take your five to two, plus 250 for to score four or more as well. Uh, but, yeah, the main pick, City over two and a half goals. Yeah, obviously, I was trying to um, find a way of, of uh, dressing this game up the, the same as you... I think Man City will come out. You've seen it in games like this before. 
um, where a team just needs to get it done. They'll just, I think, they can absolutely fly out the traps um, and put this to bed really, really early. They were irresistible in the week, absolutely outstanding. I think they'll just go out and blitz them, get it done. Uh, no sweat. Manchester City in the first half Asian handicap, minus one and a half. Um, it's a price of plus 255, which is just a shade of over five to two. Um, I think Manchester City can go in at half time, 2 0, maybe 3 0 up. Um, so that'll be my pick on this one. Um, Sheffield Wednesday are going to do this. Uh, they yeah. need to score one Peter, more penalty. Peterborough have missed one, haven't they? Yeah. Oh, Sheffield I, mean, I, I wish I was watching this, Mark. It looks like it's been an absolutely cracking game. Yeah. I mean, for any team to go 4 0 down in a game like this in the first leg and to come back at home and turn around a 4 0 deficit. Is astonishing if they see it out, Christ. I mean, my uh, my gaffer at work is a um, is a Chef Wed fan. I'll no doubt be catching up with him tomorrow, and uh, he'll be absolutely buzzing if Chef Wed pull this off. Um, but yeah, it's certainly looking like it. Um, okay, this is the worst display of hurrying up bars I've ever seen. By the way, um, locks, dogs, goals, parlays, etc. My lock is going to be Fulham. 13 to 9 to beat Crystal Palace. Why am I taking Palace? Like just I've already said I can't get Palace right, and then I've locked them up. This is how certain I am. Um uh, serial asking what half time, full time. Oh my so you can find that buzz on the Man City game. Um yeah, it won't be very big, I wouldn't have thought. Yeah, Fulham at 13 to 9 plus 145. My dog is wolves to be Everton. Why why are Everton favourites away from home? That's absolutely baffling, that crap. Uh, 7 to 4 plus 175 on Wolves. Goal scorer, I'll go back to the Fulham game. And I think Alexander Mitrovic came off the bench last week after that break, got one. He is 15 to 4 um, plus 375 to score first. And 7 to 5 uh, plus 140 anytime scorer. In my parlay, for what it's worth, I don't think I've hit any of these all season. Uh, Liverpool on the money line. Uh, Brighton on the Asian handicap, minus one and a half. And the Man City team total over two and a half. Uh, that comes in at a price of seven to two plus three fifty. And I've already written rubbish. It's a rubbish bet. It's a rubbish price, and it won't win. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, what you got, Bud? Uh, Chef Wed have just won the League One playoff final. That's on amazing. Um, serial Man City halftime full time against Chelsea is at four to five minus one twenty five. My scorer kicking off with a scorer is Mitrovic. At seven to five, hey. uh, team ride on that one. I do like it, as you say. I think you'll finish strongly coming back from a big break. Got one last week. I think there'll be goals in this one. You'll get another one. My underdog, it's got to be Villa to beat Liverpool. Uh, five to one plus, well, just over five to one plus five twenty-five. Um, my lock is over two point five goals in the Spurs v Brentford game. Is that the one you've went under? Yeah, you've lost that. In? Yeah. But um, I'm pretty sure we've done this last week. My luck, you you opposed it. And uh, obviously I won because I'm better than you. Uh, the yeah. treble is an over 2.5 treble. It's West Ham v Leeds. It's Brighton v Southampton. And it's Forest v Arsenal. It comes in just over three to one for over 2.5 goals in all of those games. So West Ham v Leeds, Brighton v Southampton, Forest v Arsenal, over 2.5 goals in each of them at around plus 300. There you go, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Uh, a very giddy episode tonight, especially earlier on. Me and Baz were absolutely buzzing. Baz, carry on getting that red wine down you. 
Um, I'm going to talk. So if people have got the stomach for it, I'm going to talk some ponies for Sean and Ryan. Oh, in fact, these just message me saying it's not live. We're just recording it. So do what you want. Yeah, uh, treat yourself. Um, but do look out for that episode. And my Preakness Stakes article is up on the website, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Um, like, rate, review, as Baz says, give us five stars and thumbs up. Can uh, I just give you one very, very quick story, Malcolm? Take me one yeah. minute. Yeah, why Last not? week, Sheffield went 4-0 down. And on Twitter, someone shared a poster in a pub in Sheffield. And someone called, I think she was called Lisa, had said um, she'd booked a bus for Chef Wed at Wembley. This was before the game. Uh, if anyone's interested in a bus to Wembley for the championship playoff final, um, give me a call on this number. And then obviously they got beat first leg, 4-0, and it went viral all over Twitter. Everyone was all over it. And everyone was messaging Lisa saying, can I book on your bus for Wembley? Thinking Chef Wed were never getting to Wembley. No chance. Lisa's had the last laugh, hasn't she? Lisa has had the last laugh. She's got a bus booked. Everyone else has cancelled their buses. Everyone's going to be chasing her for tickets tonight. Uh, yeah, Lisa should be carried shoulder high around Wembley <laughs> by those uh, Sheffield Wednesday fans. Yeah, hats off to Lisa. Uh, well done. So, yeah, good luck with your bets. Um, Megan Bass will be back probably Sunday night, I think, this week. Not much happening on Sunday, uh, but yeah. we can discuss that off air. Uh, thanks, everyone, who joined. There was loads of names in the chat tonight. Courtney, Captain Sino, Serial. Um and everybody else, really appreciate it. Um, have a good weekend. Um, good luck with whatever you're doing. Uh, back Sunday. We'll see you down the road. Cheers. <laughs>